edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your JM Sunday host, Matis Weingast, and uh, today is the 13th of, um, of May, and uh, it is, of course, a special, special day here on the Nachum Siegel Network because it is Yom Yerushalayim around the world, and uh, we celebrate it here on the 28th of ER, 5778. Happy Mother's Day to everybody around the world. It's a holiday in the United States, but we wish Happy Mother's Day to everybody around the world. And today's special Yom Yerushalayim program is uh, being hosted specially by the one and only Nachum Siegel and the one and only Mayor Weingarten. And I would like to say good morning to Nachum Siegel. Good morning, Bokir Tov. I'd like to say that we are your guests here on JM Sunday at the Nachum Siegel Network. Matis, that's how we're looking at it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, but, um, but yes, okay, fine. That's great. Thank you so much. I want to echo your words. Happy Yom Yerushalayim to everybody. Chag Sameach. Mo'adim Lusimchali. Gulash It's a big day. 51 years since the reunification of Jerusalem. And, of course... The day before the big embassy move, where we again get to celebrate Israel 70, which is amazing, on May the 14th. Uh, the preparations are underway. Uh, Jerusalem is bustling, to say the least, with visitors from around the world and plenty from the United States. And uh, we're getting ready to start a Yom Yushalayim special. Then tomorrow, another Israel 70 celebration with our friends at Ateret Kohanim in recognition of President Trump and what he's done for Israel and Jerusalem over the last 15 months. And then, of course, Wednesday night, the celebration continues in the United States at Terrace in the Park when President Trump literally is being uh, honored with a special designation by a turret Kohanim. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci is going to be uh, accepting it on his behalf at the Atarit Kohanim Gala at Terrace in the Park. So it's a big week, a tremendous amount of stuff going on. Tomorrow it's a five-hour celebration between 6 and 11 a.m. Today, of course, we go until 9 o'clock. We are anticipating the arrival of Mayor Weingarten. Would not be a Yom Yushalayim special without him. And Matis, as you uh, as you start things off on this Sunday morning, I'm sure you have plenty of great memories of Jerusalem on this 51st anniversary of the reunification of the Holy City. I'm sure you're thinking back to some of your visits to the Holy City today. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, very exciting the first time I went, and subsequent visits. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing city, and uh, the people there are, are wonderful. And, and the celebration today is going on. And like you said, we'll continue all week long. Uh, it, it comes upon the heels of the uh, 70th anniversary of the founding of the State of Israel, and uh, it's just an amazing time for our people these days. Uh, it really, it's really beautiful. That is the point. You just hit it. That is the point. It, it, it is an amazing time for our people these days, and I hope more and more of our people get to realize that. We continue. It's our Yom Yushalayim special. Chag Sameach, everybody, from 
JM Sunday and the Nachum Siegel Network. What have I become when all I feel is numb to the numbers? Well, that's all they are to me. I can't read the news anymore It's all the same to me It's all monotony When did I grow so cynical? Nothing helps me Nothing helps you see A wave of helplessness Has washed me away and I Your pain, just tell me what to do. I am here without you, standing in the cold. How can I help? Ease your pain, city of Pain, 
JM Sunday with um, Blue Fringe and City of Gold. We salute the City of Gold today on anniversary number 51 of the reunification of Jerusalem. My name is Nachum Siegel, a guest co-host with Matis Weingast, who has been in this chair on JM Sunday for, oh my gosh, uh, a very, very long time. Mazal tov to you, Matis, on all the consecutive shows, which is an amazing record. Thank you very much. 244 shows today. Wow. 244. Wow. That's nothing compared to you, my friend. Karen's had to listen to 244 consecutive weekly shows, huh? I had to listen to 244. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said Karen had to listen to 244. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, here we are at Jamushalayim. We're celebrating at 13 minutes after the hour. Matis, you had a couple of reminders for everybody out there. Well, today is the 43rd day in the counting of the Omer, so if you forgot to count last night, please do so t- sometime today, which means, you know, Shavuos is coming right up. Yeah, rumor has it Shavuos is a week from today. Can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh- Unbelievable. But before we get to Shavuos, it's Yom Yerushalayim today, Yom Chevron tomorrow, Embassy Israel 70 day tomorrow, Rosh Chodesh on Tuesday. My gosh, it's already an action-packed first half of this week, that's for sure, as we, uh, as we are celebrating here at Yom Yerushalayim. Now, we are uh, awaiting Mayor Weingarten's arrival. He's going to join us and help us celebrate as well as he always does, of course. Uh, so he'll be with us for our Yom Yerushalayim special. And everybody around the world, you have an obligation, I think. To tell everybody you know, friends, relatives, colleagues, anybody you know around the world right now to tune in and be part of the celebration. Because, Matis, you know the best place to celebrate uh, Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, It's in Jerusalem itself. Of course. You wouldn't happen to know what the weather conditions are in Jerusalem itself today, would you? I actually do. Right now, it is partly cloudy and 66 degrees Fahrenheit. A challenge for the Rikud Galim, 66. A bit, yes. Going down to 55 tonight, kind of uh, mimicking our weather a bit. I see that. But if you're not in Jerusalem, if you're not there in the 66-degree weather, then obviously the best place to celebrate is with us virtually. We're not there on the spot, but boy, are we there because Jerusalem is in our hearts and we are celebrating this amazing occasion. Bo Bayom on anniversary day number 51, the 28th of ER. By the way, time. I should mention uh, tomorrow, uh, Everybody, all our listeners should realize that tomorrow, JM in the AM is going to be extended until 11 a.m. because of our incredible presentation with the Atarit Kohanim organization. So we'll go to 11. Uh, we will be preempting uh, Mayor and the Israel Show, which I do feel bad about, of course, but uh, we are doing it for a, for a positive reason. Ma- excuse me. Mayor will return uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow uh, is the preemptive, uh, the preemptive, uh, the preemption, as I mentioned, and next week will be the second day of Shavuos for those who are outside of Israel. So two weeks from tomorrow, Mayor will return to the Israel show. And after further review, which is a, a very popular sports show, I must say, rumor has it it'll be moved from uh, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, 10 a.m. to 12 noon uh, tomorrow. Uh, to accommodate all the sports fans that tune into the Nahum Siegel Network. So we're making adjustments, Matadiao. Okay, that's fine. You know, I, I wanted to mention that uh, you talk about uh, being in Jerusalem as the place to be for Yom Yerushalayim. Right. And I was looking at some images from uh, the Kotel a little earlier. And something you don't uh, normally see there is uh, people right at the Kotel holding American, uh, American holding Israeli flags. Very putting cool. putting them on their stenders. <laughs> Very cool. It's, the truth is that... Um, as we saw last year, because we were there on the spot, 
and and you're alluding to something that's really uh, or, or or mentioning something that's really worth mentioning, and that is that people just walk around with the Israeli and Jerusalem flags all day long. They wear them around their shoulders. They, as you just said, they'll, they'll cover their stender with them at the Kotel. They have them with them all day long. I believe some people will use them as bandanas, but only in the you know most respectful way, of course. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's a very good point. People are uh, not just anticipating the Rikud Galim, the dance, uh, the dance of all the flags throughout the city of Jerusalem later on this afternoon, but they are with those flags, and the flags are with them all day long. Long and I imagine there's going to be a premium on the American flags tomorrow. I would guess. What was the what, what was the shortage we were reading about? We were reading about some flag shortage recently. I don't remember what it was, but it may have been actually um, in regard to uh, American flags in Israel because of all those who want to celebrate tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so you don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if it's tough to come by a flag of the good old USA, old glory. On uh, Israel's 70 day, which is May the 14th, of course, on the secular calendar, it is 70 years later of the establishment of the state of Israel, May 14th, 1948. Matis Weingast, he hosts JM Sunday. We are his guest hosts today. Uh, Mayor Weingarten is going to join us. My name is Nahum Siegel. We are already celebrating. I hope you've told everybody you know to tune in because between now and 9 a.m. Eastern time, it is quite a party, quite a celebration. Chag Sameach.
J.M. Sunday, that's Ira Heller, Laman Yerushalayim, great song, that is a great song. Uh, We're celebrating Yerushalayim, Mayor Weingarten has arrived, Matis Weingast, oh, Mayor, you need this headphone. No, you're going to use this. Oh, I thought. What? Um, actually, it's a better idea. You're going to use that. Ah, uh, there you are. You were out of my, <laughs> you were out of my I, field of vision. You taught me. I know. Yeah, you taught me where I, to sit. I forget my own in lessons. This studio. <laughs> Oh, this is actually so much better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my instructions. <laughs> uh, so Mayor Weingarten is plugging in his... Um, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, but I want you to hear Matis. Oh, Matis. Because he, Hi, has Matis. To, he has to give you the... Wait a second. He has not... Uh, okay. I haven't even put him up on the board yet. Okay. He has to give you the official JM Sunday welcome. After all, we are his special co-host for Young Yerushalayim. Absolutely. You know, he's done 266 uh, shows in a row. I know. That is like unbelievable. Matis, is it 266 or did I missed that one? 244. He leads the pack. He leads the, you could say that again. Yeah. Does he? I'm not No, he leads, he leads everybody. You? Yeah. 33. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mentioned, by the way, the next Israel show will be two weeks from, t- from Monday, yes, two I weeks from that. tomorrow. 
because you're being preempted tomorrow for a good reason, thank God. Mm -hmm. Israel 70 for celebration. Jerusalem. Right. And then next week is Yom Tov Sheni Shal Goliot. Yeah, not so Jerusalem. You've heard about that? <laughs> the punishment that the Jewish people got for being in Galut. Correct. So the week after you'll be back. Uh, Matis Weingast is host of JM Sunday. Matis, we anxiously await your official welcome for the one and only Mayor Weingarten. Mayor Weingarten, welcome yeah. to JM Sunday, a special Yom Yerushalayim edition right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. How are you this morning? Thank you, Matis. I am great, and I'm just waiting for you to come out. I know you're hiding in the studio here somewhere. He's behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to come out and join us. Um, so Matis uh, was gracious enough to expand uh, the, uh, uh, the offering this morning, have both me and you in to celebrate with him and everybody around the world. And Matis recalled earlier in the show his initial visits, you know, a couple of times already that he's been to the Holy City, of course. we, You and I, Baruch Hashem, have also been there multiple times, thank God. Yeah. And uh, today, 66 degrees in Jerusalem, according to listener Shaney on the app, the flags are flying everywhere, as you would imagine. Uh, actually, you don't have to imagine, if you've ever been there for Yom Yushalayim, you know what it looks like. And last year, the 50th was insane, it was really incredible. You were there. And we were there, yeah. And so Shaney says, we are all one with you today in the old city. Thank you, Shaney. She says it's packed with flags and dancing and everything. Listener Beth wishes us a Moadim Simcha. Uh, listener M.H. Dauber says, good morning, Matis. All right. There you go, Matis. Yo. Good morning. People are following your every move, it seems. My hunch is yeah. that there will be a lot of American flags as well. Matis mentioned that earlier. And, yes, we are anticipating that uh, both uh, Israeli and USA, good old glory, is going to be uh, on display by the way, uh, I saw on one of the newscasts, and Matis, knowing you, you probably have already done this. I, I saw on one of the newscasts um, footage of the of the, and we saw this last year as well, but it, it looked so much better. Footage of some of the billboards that have been put up in Jerusalem saluting President Trump. Mm -hmm. If anybody has those images, could you send them to us, please? I saw. I have one. There was I, a big. It looked great, didn't it? Thank you. Big thing. It was unbelievable. And we keep mentioning, by the way, because as you know, we are partnering tomorrow with Atarat Khanim in the big Israel mm -hmm. 70 celebration. Mm -hmm. Wednesday night, they are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And they and the way they say it, I think, is brilliant. The Bone Yerushalayim Award on Wednesday night at the Atarat Khanim Gala. You ready? Okay. Is being given in appreciation to the President of the United States, Donald Trump, for his actions on behalf of Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel. Nice. And and people should follow suit, really. Of course. I mean, oh, my gosh. Other organizations. And if if let me just address the listeners for a second. Matis, we have a listen, uh, We have an address to the listeners by Mr. Weingarten. You ready? If you haven't oh, yeah. <laughs> called the White House uh. to say thank you, uh. then you got to refresh your understanding of the Mida of Hakaratatov, of appreciation when things are good and done good to us. This president, you know, we always joked during the um, campaign campaigns how every president, and I'm right. going to move it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, right. I, and, and the funny thing is this year I posted on, on Facebook. <laughs> I said, you know, I would be much happier if the guy would just post, look, I really want to move the embassy <laughs> to Jerusalem, but we all know I'm not going to do it. Right. So, and this, he just did it. It's unbelievable. And it really it's, is it's, unbelievable. It, you know. It's a chalom. And I posted, if you look at the Nahum Siegel profile on Facebook, I posted a video of Ambassador David Friedman. Oh, you yeah. saw it as well. I, I posted it you on also posted the Israel it. show Des on Friday. Describing, that one was already up. Yeah. The one I saw, I think, was different from this one. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway. Okay, he's describing how final preparations are being made right. for the big celebration tomorrow. Right. 
And the whole thing is just remarkable. Yes, I mean, yes. uh, and and this morning I saw already the video clip of uh, um, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner <gasps> arriving Ooh. into Israel, the official representatives of the president of the United States. Boy, that's pretty cool. And uh, the big hug at the airport on their arrival, David Friedman. It's just heartwarming to see Jared Kushner. <laughs> I mean, just think about it in terms of our community. Jared Kushner and Ambassador Friedman, two observant Jews who grew up as modern Orthodox Jews in New York, meeting on the tarmac in Ben-Gurion to move the embassy to Yerushalayim, the Shlichim. We don't get it. We don't get it. We don't it's get amazing. the enormity of this whole thing. It's just, it's enormous. And, and, and as we always say, <laughs> you know, I forgot who said this, uh, maybe it was Yehuda Glick during his visit, but... You know, people always tend to to harp on the negative. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of that as well. You know, to harp on the ne- and he says sometimes you have to open up your eyes and right. see what has happened in a generation that is not that far removed from generations who who suffered, who never had any hope, who didn't know how they'd get past to the next. You know, how they'd get to the next day, and and look at it, what we have as a nation now. That's why, frankly, and I know I've, I'm always instructed. And I always think of one specific person who I think you remember, Matis certainly does, who uh, uh, during her lifetime would always chide us if we said anything negative during a Yerusha Live special. Um, but but I sometimes I'm, I get frustrated. How is it possible that not every religious leader on this globe is not is not uh, participating or leading a celebration this past Shabbat or today? Whatever you want to do it. It doesn't have to be on Yerusha Live. It doesn't have to. We don't have to have a debate about Tachlan and Halal. None of that stuff. Just. How is it possible Say thank you. that religious leaders are not having some type of acknowledgement and celebration today? It is, it is, it is I was going to say absurd, but it's unheard of what's it, going it is on absurd. now. And, a- and the Gemara tells us that um, after um, the, it, uh, Israel was attacked by Sancheriv and uh, Israel thought that they would be wiped away and Jerusalem was spared. And um, and it says in the Gemara, Ratzak Hadash Baruch Hu Laasotet Chizkiyahu Hamelach Melach Hamashiach. God wanted to make Chizkiyah the king. He wanted to make Mashiach, and then with the Mashiach times was done, but he didn't. You know why? Mikavan Shalom Amar Shira. He didn't. Whatever that means, whatever that means. You know, we're not sitting here in judgment of King Chizkiyah, <laughs> but whatever that means, he didn't. Say Yeshua like Moshe at Yamsuf when the Jews were saved. Didn't use the opportunity to praise God and recognize the miracles that and, God had performed. And uh, here we are at the same place in Yerushalayim, and uh, we uh, we we have seen miracles besides the miracle that we're living through right now. You know, at the at the opening of the embassy tomorrow, there will be a friend of mine, grandfather, ninety plus years old, who went through the Holocaust. I said, in, in one lifetime of this man, in one lifetime from, from hiding in a ditch for two years in Poland, in a ditch where he couldn't move, to being the guest of the President of the United States who is officially recognizing Yerushalayim as the capital of the sovereign Jewish state. It's like, I'm saying the words, it's but it's crazy. Hard, hard crazy. To, it's very, very hard to really comprehend how amazing this is. Matis, has Rabbi Goldwasser been in touch with you? No, he has not. All right, neither has yeah. he been in touch with me, so hopefully we will get him on at some point with his words on this special day as we commemorate Jerusalem. Matis Weingass, he hosts JM Sunday. Uh, Mayor Weingarten and I, we are here. 
uh, trying to add what we can to this very, very special day. More coming up, everybody. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. Sunday with Mordechai Ben David, Yerushalayim on Yom Yerushalayim 5778. 51 years later, a day before history in Jerusalem, Israel, with the move of the American embassy to the holy city of Yerushalayim. Matis Weingast, of course, is here because he's the host of J.M. Sunday. Matis Yao? Hey, thanks, Nachum, and thanks, Mayor, for... Uh joining me this morning, as it were. Uh, it's really a pleasure and honor. You know, you just mentioned something very interesting, which ties in what I was, I was going to say, uh, something you mentioned before. You just called today a day in history, right? Right. Now, what does that actually mean? Uh, it, it's going to be a day in history, because if you think about it, history is what happened in the past, usually, but today we're commemorating something historic, which means that it's going to be going on in the future forever, and we will look back upon it. And you mentioned before how improbable it is that people around the world, many people, are not absolutely getting up and declaring this is the most historic day we have had in uh, the recent, I don't know how many years. Uh, But I I look at it, and you're right about that, by the way, and everybody should be getting up. Every Jewish leader should be getting up and declaring this an historic Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, but it's like looking at the forest or the trees. We always talk about that expression. What does it mean? It means you're seeing a bunch of trees in front of you, and you don't see that uh, the the forest might extend for acres upon acres upon acres. You just see a few trees in front of you, and those trees might be certain type of trees, and you'll see one tree you like and one tree you don't like. But when you don't see that whole forest, you don't fully understand where you're standing in in, in the forest. And in that sense, I compare it to what we're doing now and looking through history. Many people will come up with every excuse under the sun, why no, and this, that. We look at the positive. We say this is an amazing day today. Israel 70 was an amazing day. This whole time period was is an amazing time, but it's so short in the realm of history. Yeah. And if you take a look at the, I just read the other day, I forgot where, but I, I reread Mark Twain's trip to oh. Jerusalem. He talks about, and we know this. We, Mayor, you mentioned it from the. Yeah. From the it's called the Innocence Abroad. We, yes, we and we we talk about the the desolation. He, he wrote about how there was nothing there. He would walk the the length of of Israel, getting from one place to another, wouldn't meet a soul. Uh, we have pictures, Mayor. You've shown pictures of yeah. what Jerusalem was like in the uh, early late 1800s. We have pictures that there's nothing there. Uh, and now we see this growth in this short period of time. You have to see the whole forest. This is not just a day. It's not just a couple of days. It's not just a year. This is what someone who has a vision has to understand, be able to step back and say, this is a miraculous time. This is a time for our people, no matter what excuses you want to give or whatever. This is an amazing time. Yeah. And, and everyone should recognize this, should stand up proud and say we are living in what will be historic times. We certainly are. It's amazing. Matis, excellent. Uh, I believe you have an introduction for us. I do, actually, because Rabbi Goldwasser is one of the people who absolutely understands this. And 
Around this time, it's a bit late, drop late today, but around this time, we present to you Rabbi Goldwasser every Sunday through Thursday. Rabbi Goldwasser's words are Lezech and Nishmas, Sarav Zev, Barb Yosef Alevi, and Lezech and Nishmas, Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The name of the city Yerushalayim is actually a contraction. The Medrash tells us that Noyach San Shem called the city Shalem, meaning perfect. Later, by the event of Akedas Yitzchok, after Avram Avinu put Yitzchok on the Mizbeach, on the altar, Avram Avinu named the place Hashem Yireh. Hashem called this city Yerushalayim, combining both words Yireh and Shalem. The Vilna Goin says that great Ashkocha Pratis is shown in Yerushalayim, Avram Avinu through his Mesiras Nefesh, his dedication for Hashem, which culminated with Akedas Yitzchok, demonstrated to the world Hashem's dominion over creation. The Zohar states that Yerushalayim is the heart of the world, just as the heart constantly pumps life-giving blood throughout the entire body. Hashem sends lifeblood into the creation through Yerushalayim. The Talmud and Bava Basra tells us that at one time, yeshivas were only established in Yerushalayim, in consonance with the Pasuk, Ki mitzion teitzei soira, udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, for out of Zion should go Torah, and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim. Toysus comments here, Lefi shehoya raya kedusha gedayla, because the young Talmidim would see great holiness, the Kohanim oiskim bavayda, the Kohanim would be involved in the service of Hashem, so they would devote their hearts more to Yira Shamaim, the fear of heaven, and learn. In Birchas Hamazon, the grace after meals, we mention both Yisrael and Yushalayim. We say, Rachem no, have mercy, Hashem Elokeinu, al Yisrael Amecho, v'al Yushalayim Yirecho. Please have mercy on Yisrael, your nation, and on Yushalayim, your city. This is similar to the Nusach that we use on Lel Shabbos, Friday night, when we also speak of Yisrael and Yerushalayim. Hapare Sukkah Shalom Oleinu Al Yisrael Yerushalayim, who spreads the shelter of peace upon us, upon all of his nation Israel, and upon Yerushalayim. Rav Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld asks, why we need to request peace for both Yisrael and Yerushalayim? He explains that Yerushalayim needs a particular shalom, a special Shmira El heavenly protection. Why do we include a tefillah for Yerushalayim in our Berchus HaMazon? We thank Hashem for the land, the Chalta V'savata, we've eaten and we're now satisfied, and therefore we offer a blessing. Where does Uvenei Yerushalayim fit in? The answer is given, that when we eat, we recognize the chesed that Hashem has brought this food onto our tables. We also comprehend that the gates of heaven are open at this time. Therefore, it represents an opportune moment to ask Hashem, please open the gates a little wider. Give us Yerushalayim in the Beis Amikdash. We learn that when the third and final Beis Amikdash is built, all that has transpired through the generations will be revealed to us all. A very interesting gematria is brought to our attention that the word Beis Amikdash is equal to 671. The same gematria, numerical value, as Le'enei Ko Yisrael, to the eyes of all of Israel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, 
Bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Even though Mayor Weingarten says that's not the appropriate greeting for him, Yerushalayim, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. But you can use it. I don't have a better one. Chag so. Sameach, everybody. It's Yom Yerushalayim 5778. Tell your friends and relatives around the world on this JM Sunday they should be tuned in right now. Matis, of course, is host of JM Sunday and Mayor. Here we go. We're going to ask Matis the big question. Matis Weingast, can you tell us which country won the Eurovision contest of 2018. Do you have the results, Matadiao? I have the results, and I think it was by a, a vote total of over 500 votes. It is Israel. What? What? I never, oh my gosh, this is this is a complete shock to me. How could Israel, victims of BDSers, victims of anti-Semitism all around the world, including Europe, how could it be? That judges from all these different countries voted for Israel this year, I'd like to know. Mayor Weingarten, a comment about Eurovision. Yeah, let me, well, first of all, people don't know what the Eurovision is. Right. So the Eurovision is a uh, European song contest that Israel uh, participates in, even though they're not in Europe. Right. And uh, it, it gets a lot of publicity around uh, Europe. Every country participates. So this year they had a new voting system. In the past, every country, the official Rishut Hashidur, the broadcasting authority of the country, put together a, a panel, a jury, so to speak, and they voted for the which song was best and so forth. This year, they also added in that people, like on a lot of the shows ah, here in America, the Hamonam, the Hamonam can, can, um, mm, can log in. The so, public. Based on the jury's vote, Israel came in third. Ah. Because some countries gave college. Israel one vote, right. one point. out right. of They could have given 12, they gave one. Right, the Electoral College was, yeah. uh, was third place. So, so, but the popular vote. And then the popular vote just turned the whole thing around, which yeah. shows you how biased and BDS the, the juries who are, you know, the broadcast the people. The official people. Yeah, another point to make. Every uh, as the they're going through the voting, so yeah. there are live cameras at every at every uh, capital around right. around Europe, and they say um, London, come in with the votes for England. Paris, come in for the votes for France. Israel, what votes do you have? No Jerusalem. They were given a written directive that they should not say Jerusalem. And you know what? <laughs> next year it's in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens if you win. When you win. Then the next year in Jerusalem. And, and wow. um, the singer at, on Netta. stage, her name is Netta Barzilai, on the stage she said, next year, Jerusalem. Oh. Phenomenal. So that Phenomenal. was very nice. I, my, I have to just say... I, there's one thing that bothers me about the whole thing, that the song is not in Hebrew. Right. They claim and, that that's what you need to do in order to win and right. so forth, but... Um, you know, a couple of interesting facts about the Eurovision uh, contest. You know, Israel has won in the past with, of course, very well-known songs like Bani B and Hallelujah. What and, was the other one? There was a third one. A third and one. yes, there, there was another that was one. Uh, Dana Diva, International? Yeah. Diva in, in, Diva. in uh, Diva. Right. 1998. Right. And uh, what was interesting is the, as you said, Mayor, the ho- the winning country gets to host it the following year. And if you recall, after Israel won with Hallelujah, they didn't have it in Israel. They gave up the hosting. I think it was because it was on uh, Yom Hatzmut. I think it was because it was just too much money. Oh, really? I it was don't f- know. No? Because it was, it was two, two years in a row. Very expensive. It was two years in a row. They, they had got won to Jerusalem row, because right. Abani B won, so then right. they got to Jerusalem right. and they had Hallelujah won. And I, I don't know, maybe Matis is right. I seemed in the back of my mind to, to remember that they were saying it was just too much 
Right. And now, I'll, have now- to, I'll have to look that up because it was on April 19th, 1980, uh, when it was... Uh, and that was Yamat's book? There are other issues now. Year, so we'll see. Uh, they, and, they need uh, to have an auditorium that holds right. 30,000 yeah. people. Right, which they don't have in Jerusalem. They have an uncovered one, an open one. They need a, oh, a right, clo- they have an uncovered right, one. They need That's a right. closed one. So maybe they'll come up with some. So in the right. 70s, was in Ben Yenahoma? Yeah. And what about in 98? Or they didn't, no, they never had it again. They didn't bring it again. To right. Now, um, it, it also interesting when I looked up the information this morning, I was searching it. The first thing that I see when I when I typed in Eurovision is protesters storm stage <laughs> during Eurovision. I thought for sure <laughs> that it was in Israel, right. but it turned out that it was uh, during the UK's uh, singers' performance for so Brexit. Do with that probably a and, Brexit and, but, protest. The thing that's scary about that. Is the fact is that a protester could right, have, right could could have gotten through? Well, if they do it in Jerusalem. Protesters won't be able to get through. That's yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, so speaking of uh, first of all, what, Matis, Matis, I just have to acknowledge, like, Mayor. Could you imagine? I go for breaking news to Matis, and he has it at the ready. Amazing. The Eurovision report. Oh, it's, uh, breaking news. I'm not shocked. Uh, Matis, one guess. I'm has not it. shocked at all. Matis, you were about to ask Mayor something. I apologize. Yes, since we're on the topic of music, and that is uh, one of the main features of the Nachum Siegel Network, of course. Uh, Mayor, do you have, because you always do this, you, you always bring out the greatest in, in Jewish music, Israeli music. Do you have any new Israeli music for us? Yes, Matis. Any that has to do with Yerushalayim? Yes, Nachum. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> so this just came out last week. This just in. This just in, <laughs> hot off the presses. The words were written by Harav Shari Yashuv HaKohen Zichronoli Vracha, who has a tremendous connection to Yerushalayim. His father was the great Nazir the uh, Rav HaKohen, David HaKohen, who was a Talmud Muvak of Rav Kook, who wouldn't leave his house for 19 years until he could come to the Kotel. He was one of the first two civilians to get to Har Habayit and the Kotel, together with Rav Tzvi Yehuda Kook. Rav Shai Yeshuv HaKohen wrote the words, and uh, the melodies by Ovadia Hamama, who is, um, those who remember, Anava Koach, the famous uh, one that came out, and he's joined with by Ilan Damari. Avinu shebashamayim habocher b'tzion v'yushalayim, asher ivita l'moshavlach et ir hakodesh. You wanted ivala moshavlo et ir hakodesh. Barechet kol boneha ve'et dorshei shloma. Those who look for its uh, for its welfare. Ushlach berachavatz lacha b'chol maasei yedehem. Ufroselenu et shukat shlomecha v'kayim ba mikrash katuv l'ma'an tzion lo echeshe.
J.M. Sunday. Brand new selection introduced to us by Mayor Weingarten as we celebrate Jerusalem on this 51st anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Day 43 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, do so sometime today before I uh, bring Matis back in, who, of course, is the host of J.M. Sunday. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow we have a very big day. We are partnering with Atarit Kohanim, American Friends of Atarit Kohanim. We'll be on J.M. in the AM from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m., with a lot of very, very special guests, some rabbinic leaders who really get it, mm-hmm. some rabbinic leaders here in the United States who really do get it, which yeah. is wonderful, and some of them lead really large congregations, so that should be really nice. It's tomorrow morning between 6 and 11 a.m. Matis guest, host of JM Sunday, Chag Sameach to you. Chag Sameach, guys, and I really appreciate this, that you joined me this morning, mm. because a different... Uh, element to the show. Anytime you guys want to get up uh, an extra day, you know, on a, on well, a Sunday. Well, I'll be please. honest with you. Mayor and I were planning on doing this next week, but then we realized it's Shavuos. Sorry about this. 
he's very good. Well, we could do it at night if we were in Israel uh, That's after true. the first night. Matas, let's 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 be honest, okay? It's yeah. gonna it's going to be a very long time before you see us back on JM Sunday. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be that long. I'll check Actually, when it'll be a year from now. Again. Uh, a year from now. Yeah. I think Mayer's alluding to the fact that Yom Yerushalayim is again on a Sunday next year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to mention two things, uh, tying into what we said before. First, as you mentioned about the uh, different uh, billboards around, I did yes. see a picture Ooh. of one that has Israel. Can you read uh, it to me? Read it to me, please. I'm serious. Well, it says, President Trump, thank you for leading the way. And yeah. it has Israel, USA, and Guatemalan flags Nice on it. I did see a funny one, which actually I think goes back to when... Uh, Vice President Pence came to visit Israel. There's a God bless Trump flag on a camel, draping both sides of a camel that's used to take people around. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that very cool. And you know they did that logo, which is really good. Um, they have Jerusalem, and obviously USA in the middle of Jerusalem right. in red, white, and blue. That's great. I love that. That was cool. Also, getting back to Eurovision for a second, in yeah. fact, in 1980, in the English calendar, uh, Eurovision was... Uh, on April 19th and April 20th was Yom HaZikaron. Oh, it was Yom HaZikaron. Right, well, the then next he's right. day would have been yeah. Yom HaZikaron. No, yeah. but that night. That right. night. They oh, do that all, night. Yeah, oh, so he's right. Good point, Matis. I did not remember that. Excellent. I remember that. I remember that. It, was it was a big thing then. Um, when it when it happened, they were talking about how would it be in Israel, and Holy then they decided God. it wouldn't be. That's it. I'm keeping Matis on staff. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Mayor was lobbying to do JM Sunday forever or, or to replace Matis, and now I can't do it. Yeah, that would be good. I, I have no problem with that's that. That's a good rumor to start, Mayor, that you were trying to uh, angle your way into JM Sunday. No, that's a really <laughs> not nice rumor to start. <laughs> Nahum Siegel causing trouble on a Sunday morning. It's JM Sunday. It's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning in America's one and only JM Sunday program. Heard, of course, at NahumSiegel.com on the Nahum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Let me look at the app for a moment, see if anybody's been commenting. Well, while you look at the app, I'll, I'll let everyone know that we gave Hannah Julian the morning off <gasps> today because mm. uh, it is Yom Shalim and we're having the special. So she'll be back in two weeks, God willing, uh, with the news from Israel, live right. and in English, every Sunday morning. We appreciate that very much, and, uh, and thank you for taking care of that. I hope she handled that well. Oh, yes. And that she wasn't uh, upset with, um, with our sort of rescheduling here this morning. Last I heard, she was jumping for joy. No. And, uh, by the way, gives her a chance to celebrate. Gives her a chance to get out there and have a of nice course. time. Yeah. All right, more coming up. We are in the midst of our JM Sunday Yom Yushalayim celebration. You are listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, <laughs> 
This one guest, host of JM Sunday. Uh, I am here as well. Nachum Siegel, Mayor Weingarten in the studio. Matis, you there? I am here, of course. Enjoying the Jerusalem music, no doubt. Very much. Uh, and j- enjoying scenes of Jerusalem. I'm watching the uh, 
activity at the Kotel right now. Wow. Oh, boy. It's so amazing, isn't it? Just watching the entire Jewish world or most of the Jewish world celebrate like this is so amazing. Um, all right, so JM Sunday here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and today is, of course, Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day. Mayor Weingarten has something you'd like to share with us regarding the Temple Mount. Am I right, Mayor? Yes, we know that um, the words that we celebrate every year since since it happened 51 years oh, ago. Oh, we have to do that in about 25 minutes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> our Har Habayit Biadenu. Right. Motogur says Har Habayit is in our hands, and we've spoken many times how 51 years later Har Habayit is is not so much in our hands. And we, but we've come a long way in 50 years. Because 50 years, 51 years, 51 years ago, there was a, a total blackout. The Rabbanut basically said, it's a sword to go on anywhere on Harabayit. Everybody accepted it. And that lasted for a good 30 years. Right. Total acceptance. Nobody looked into it except for one person, Rav Gorin. Right. Rav Gorin wouldn't stop. He would not stop. So, recently, his archives were opened. Rav Gorin was the first person, was the first Jew, but I think even the first person, to have Harabayit properly measured by the Engineering Corps of Tzahal. And I'm showing you, Nachum, and, and I'm going to describe it. This is his handwritten notes, Midot Harabayit, Shine'erhu al Yedei Chel HaHandasa, that were conducted by the Engineering Corps, 21st of June, 1967. So it's about two weeks or so after the war is yeah. over. He tells the Engineering Corps, he has... He, he always has this in mind. Go up and measure. And they give him the... So many, so many meters. And he has here 17 points of from here to here is so much, from here to here is so much, and so forth, which is quite an amazing piece of history. And then, again, he was fighting with everybody. There was a... Um, there was a ministerial committee headed up by the Minister of um, Religious Affairs, Dr. Zarach Varhaftik, a name sure. that I'm sure you remember. Signed the Declaration of Independence. That's correct. That's correct. Also saved a tremendous number of Jews in, from the Shoah. Right. A lot of people don't, are not aware of that. Um, so, Rav Gorin, in uh, August of 67, so it's a few months later, when the government is now having to make a decision about what to do, he finds out that they've decided that, you know, Jews, the, the whole status quo, that Jews can't go up to Harabite to pray, that the um, Islamic Trust will sort of run the day-to-day -day things. And he writes here a three-page letter to this committee in which he says, you're breaking, you're breaking our hearts. I mean, how could you do this? It's It's... Earth, it, it's, we're trembling from what you're doing. And he warns and warns about it. And then he writes even that the Kotel Hamaravi as a prayer, as a place of prayer, which they already had expanded that whole plaza the day after, they expanded the whole, uh, after the war, they expanded the whole plaza to make the Kotel the place of prayer. He says, that's new. From a historical perspective, it's 300 years old. It's from the, from the time that we could no longer, from the Muslims wouldn't allow us to go up onto Har Habayit. And, uh, and, and they, there was a shul up in Har Habayit, he says, and that's, this is what he writes here, and they didn't let us go in there, but it, 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 there's no schut to the kotel, shekol kedushatohi, 
Now we know, we also say, the yeah. other side says, the Kotel has, has the fact that people, Jews have been davening there for 300 years, right. for sure. But what his point is, let's not lose the perspective of what is important, what is the important, what is the background and what is the foreground. And one other thing... This is all Hebrew, by the way, right? This is all in Hebrew, yes. Right. And it is, by the way, it's, um, uh, I got it from the archives of the is- Israel archives, official Israel archives. Some of the things you have to write, f- you have to ask them for. Right. And I asked them, and they send it. It's, it's amazing. Um, and, and so it, it, he has, t- t- there's tons of stuff, tons and tons of stuff. So, um, and, and here's a letter that he writes to Haaretz in response to somebody who wrote that, um, a letter that says it's Asur to go into Har Habayit. And this is, uh, the date on this is 86, so we've come a long way already, right? And he writes, and, and it gets published. Oh, meaning 1986. Yeah, 1986. Got it. And, and it gets published, right. Rav Shlomo Goran, at that point, I think he's the chief rabbi. Um, I just, he, he goes through the whole thing of the Rambam, the Rambam said it's Mutar, and and uh, and the Rambam himself went on, which we've quoted many right. times. This is his closing line: "Laor ha'amur," based on what I've just uh, uh, said. "Lo ya'azru kol ha'isurim ha'fiktivim." All the fictitious isurim just won't help you. Hamutzaim al yedei harabanut harashit chadashim lebkarim that are are being invented by the rabbanut harashit every every month of Kedoshdi. Yesh lehafsik. Litlot Buki Sruki Barambam. Stop blanking, blaming the Rambam for nonsense. That's very strong. In other words, people had the nerve to say that the Rambam's assertion that you can go and hire by it was nonsense. No, that the Rambam, no, they had the, the, the goal to say that the Rambam claimed that it was Usser to go. On ah, Harabai. and that of course And he's we saying know. the Rambam himself went Correct, he writes about it. Right. And they, and they are spreading the word that the Rambam said it's not allowed. Um, and we have one other thing from his, which we'll wait for the Kolot, which uh, fits in very nicely with the Kolot. The, uh, the sounds of 1967 are less than 20 minutes away here at the Nahum Siegel Network. JM Sunday, want to again thank Matis, who's with us. I want to thank all those who are commenting on the app. Listener Terry says, loving listening from Efrat, where we are celebrating not just Yom Yushalayim, but the reunification of Yehuda and Shomron. Tomorrow, of course, is Yom Chevron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... That's how he designates himself, H-E. Uh, says he's looking forward to God Elbaz coming to Chicago, and he is listening and enjoying the Israel well, good, 70. Well, good for he. Or I should say, exactly, the Jerusalem Day celebration, getting ready for tomorrow's Israel 70 celebration that we are doing here between 6 a.m. and 11 a.m., a special expanded JM in the AM. Matis, if, uh, if you give us permission, it's time for Mayor to uh, toss another brand-new song selection on the air. What is it now? This is uh, from the group in Israel called the Kinderlach. Oh. It's called Shirli Yerushalayim, and, and I'm just giving everybody uh, a heads up. Listen carefully to the whole song. Okay, here we go. Happy Yom Yerushalayim, everybody.
actually call that the Jerusalem medley from Shlomo Kalba. Mm. All right. There are some Jerusalem references there. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. I saw this morning, actually, that he wrote an Imesh Kachich, which is very famous, and I didn't realize that he wrote it. Mm. I myself did not realize that as well. How do you like that? By the way, it does seem like the video you posted is a different video than the one I posted, and the reason I'm mentioning for that is because I want for the... Oh, um, really? Yeah. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because you posted a, on the Israel Show site a really, um, what's the word, inspirational, historic, at least the one I see. No, there's two. I oh, posted. there are two. Then there's the one with David Friedman. Ah, okay. So I didn't see that one. All right. I'm so pretty I, sure I, I apologize. posted that. Did I not? You may have. I didn't see it. Okay. So I apologize. No, anyway. the, you're right. And the inspirational one yeah, is also great. very good. I think you shared it on- Yeah, your... I think I did as well. Um... <laughs> All right, it's Mother's Day. There's some listeners reminding me to wish all the moms a happy Mother's Day out there. Mm-hmm. Matis, one guest is the host of this show. Matis, join me in wishing all the moms a happy Mother's Day. We absolutely do that to all the moms around the world, even though it's a uh, distinctly American holiday. Oh, it's distinctly American, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we wish all the moms out there a happy mother's day thank you it's capitalism at its best uh <laughs> that's how american it is matis says that as you were reading he as you were telling us about rivgar and he was looking at some of the things that he could find right 
online about the um, about how Abayit, about the measurements of Matas. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to share with us from the? No, uh, I, I, I'm looking at something. I guess excerpts from his book. Uh, and Mayor, is his book available in English? I don't know that it's available in English. It, it, it's not one book. It's a set. It was reprinted in Hebrew not that long ago by his children, by his son. Um, but I don't know that it's available in English. Yeah, I wish nice. it would be. It would be very nice, yes. Oh. And there's a whole discussion. It's a whole book on Harabayit and, and so forth and right. where it's Mutar and where it's a certain Yeah, that's what it's, it's called. And, and he said there were three factors prompting... Robert Gorin to permit going to certain areas, like you said, he measured precisely the area. The testimonies that uh, for more than a thousand years after the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash, um, prominent people used to go there. And also, he said the threat to Jewish sovereignty on the Temple Mount. That's right, as we know. And that that is what ultimately changed the uh, the rabbinic voices in Israel about twenty years ago to say, you know, if we don't go, we're going to lose it. So, so not only should we go where it is mutar, but we must, otherwise we're going to lose it. And by the way, right. Matis uh, also saw, and I know you mentioned this, Matis, in your second point, but I just want to reiterate uh, that, that he saw how once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, uh, it seems historically plenty of people went up to Harabai to Davin, yes. even though there was no Beit HaMikdash there. So yes. just another... Uh, and we should point out that going to Harabayit, if you know, you check with your... Um, authorities and so forth. There, today there are many, many, many decisors who say it is an obligation to do so for the kavod. But there are quite a number of restrictions. One has to go to mikveh before men, for sure, and women also have to go to mikveh before. As if uh, we won't go into all details, but you have to go to mikveh before. Right. You have to. And, you have to repair in the complicated way. Yeah, you can't. Right. You it's can't, not a simple dip in the mikveh. That's right, and you cannot wear shoes when right. you go up. And there's other halachot. So there's places where, especially the temple, um, the machon hamikdash, that uh, has uh, instructions. If anybody needs, they can send it to. Uh, they can send a request to myself, uh, mayor at nachamsegel dot com. Thank you. Which, which, by the way, all means that even 2,000 years later, there is significant, uh, uh, not just symbolism, but there's significant... Um, holiness. Holiness, thanks. <laughs> Kedusha. Uh, Kedusha and holiness to that area that we have not forgotten about, we don't ignore, we know is still there. That has not changed. And, and the truth is, that was originally part of the idea that said... It's so holy we don't go there. We don't tread on it. It's so holy we stay away from it. But the world doesn't get that. Right. Yeah, that's not a good demonstration that's, to the world yeah. of how much you know, how beloved it is. It sounds good us, for right? us, but you know, right. they don't get that. To us it means it's beloved, but they don't get that and that's why we have to act differently. Here's a uh, a translation of a quote from from the the book or the, the manuscripts that Reb Cohen wrote about after the 6-day war. I could not escape the feeling that from a historical perspective Assigning the Western Wall Plaza for Jewish prayer was nothing but the result of the expulsion of the Jews from the Temple Mount by the Crusaders and Muslims together. Thus, an intolerable situation was created in which even after our liberation of the Temple Mount, the Muslims remained on top of the Harabayat, we were down below, they were inside, we were outside. Where's that from, Atis? Where you That's reading? from, apparently, I'll, I'll send you the link, but apparently that is his, the book called Harabayat, which was republished. Right. Uh, back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, somebody translated parts of it into... Uh... Well, yeah, for the article, it was translated into English, right. but, uh, right. but it was, it was uh, from his family. Rav Gorin was the visionary who understood this from the first second, 
And by the way, from interviews that we've played over the years with soldiers who were there, Tamide Heratsfiyuda Cook, mm-hmm. Rav Ariel, Hanan Porat, and, and others, they all felt that Mashiach, you know, the footsteps of Mashiach are coming, and Rav Ariel says, and he was just looking around waiting for the bulldozers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Moshe Dayan is, is, you know, the hero on one side of the military, but the villain in the other side of, uh, of just walking away from Harabayat and giving it to our enemies, and he was going to do the same in Hebron, and Rav Goran stopped him there after right. he failed in Yerushalayim. Unbelievable. And, and again, from looking at the history like we spoke about, there are going to be the pluses, the minuses, and everything, but you have to be a visionary to step back and say, look what has happened, and look what we have, and look what future generations will have. No question and there is a, and, and Matis, you're right in this sense that now, that over these last 20 years, but every single day there is an awakening, a stronger and stronger feeling about Har Habayit, and that is something new. That is something that didn't exist for the first 30 or years so after 30 or so years after 1967. So there is a maturing, there is a, an understanding. Somebody said to me in Israel, and please don't take this the wrong way, but he said to me, you know, the young from kids today, the, the, the 18, 19 year olds, they don't go to the Kotel. It's mean, it's not, it's, it, it has less meaning for them. Yeah, they go to Harabai. Right. It has less meaning to them. Because that's it's just the I mean, because they don't want to be part of this right backward thinking or game. No, right. the game that this government's playing to right. say this is the Jews' places here and the Arabs' right. places there. Uh, it's a, it, it's, I hate to bring it down to this. It's like a Jackie Mason routine. I wanted to go to that place, but I didn't go inside. I stood outside. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. Look, I looked at the outside wall. <laughs> Uh, we're celebrating Yom Yerushalayim, everybody, with a reminder that tomorrow it's Israel 70 on May the 14th, the 70th anniversary in the secular calendar of the establishment of the state of Israel. Why are we celebrating? Because President Trump tomorrow officially moves the embassy to Jerusalem. We partner with Atarat Kohanim, American friends of Atarat Kohanim, tomorrow morning between 6 and 11 a.m. for a special five-hour JM in the a.m. with a reminder that they're going to be recognizing, in addition to their honorees, the President of the United States on Wednesday night at Terrace in the Park. Uh, for his actions on behalf of Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel. Coming up next, the Sounds of 1967. Matas, you'll rejoin us later, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Sounds of 1967. Mayor Weingarten and I will bring that to you just in a couple of minutes from now. More coming up as we celebrate Jerusalem. Those of you who know people, who have friends, relatives, children, colleagues, who love looking back, in this case 51 years ago, with the Sounds of 1967, tell them that now is the time to call up and listen, to tune in and listen, to get their app set and listen, whatever they want to do and however they want to listen, they should tune in now to the Nahum Siegel Network. If I ever get back to California Gonna round up every Jew I've ever known I'm gonna sit down right down there in front of me Gonna take out this guitar and sing them all the song God is alive and well in Jerusalem, yeah People praying three times a day to Him Throw away the cars and bars 
backs and bones and up Kevlons. Grab a boat, a plane, if need be, swim. See how some folks got a Lincoln Continental. With dented glass so nobody sees him. Just one time I lied to roll down the window Say you ain't gonna fool the law with this hunk of tin God is alive and well in Jerusalem, yeah I'll beat the brain three times a day to hell Throw away the cars and bombs and snacks and bombs Hello to Hannah and Deerfield Beach, who just checked in on the NSN app. Much appreciated. If you want to comment on the app, go ahead. It is Yom Yerushalayim, after all. Probably things you want to tell us and things you want to say in light of the big celebration. 51 years in the Holy City of Jerusalem, reunified Holy City of Jerusalem. Tomorrow, Yom Chevron. Tomorrow, Israel's 70 with the embassy move. Tomorrow, a special JM in the AM with Hatarit Khanim between 5, excuse me, between 6 and 11 AM tomorrow morning. Make sure to join us for that celebration. A lot of very special guests today. It's uh, Matis Weingast, of course. He's our host. Mayor Weingarten in studio with me as we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, thanks for spreading the word, everybody. Thanks for spreading the word about Yom Yerushalayim. Thanks for spreading the word that we are here together, the three of us, on a Sunday, bringing you this extra special JM Sunday. It's always special JM Sunday. Today it's extra special with our concentration in the holy city of Jerusalem. Mayor Weingarten uh, is uh, ready to... Um, is ready to um, uh, to present with us here at the Nahum Siegel Network uh, what everybody wants to hear every Yom Yerushalayim, and that's 
The Sounds of 1967, 51 years ago today, of course. As they were recorded live. Correct. By Galit Sahal correspondent Yossi Ronen, who is embedded with the troops. Young guy at that time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Young guy, and uh, is he still around, by the way? Yeah. Does he speak English? We should try to get him on one year. I don't know. That'd be amazing if we tried to get him on. I actually have somebody who I wanted to contact, but just never felt the the guy who put the flag up. (sighs) On horrible. I have his number. Oh, no. No, that's funny. You know that the flag that we see being put up on that grate is over the Kotel. Interesting. There was a flag for a very short time on the Golden Dome, on the Dome of the Rock, an Israeli flag flying on top of the Golden Dome. And the commander got a directive directive (laughs) that said, who is putting that Israeli flag on the Dome of the Rock and wants to blow up the entire Middle East? Now, that was just ridiculous. At at that time, for sure, it was ridiculous to think that that's going to blow up the entire Middle East. There And then came all kinds of uh, people that were saying it's not true, there was never a flag up there, and so forth. And uh, just recently, this picture was discovered. It's hard to see, but it's right, but it is there. And it's not photoshopped? No. Wow, there it is. So the, the, the picture does exist of the Israeli flag. And, and I read the interview with the soldier. He climbed up. He had to figure out how to get to the right. top. That's not easy. So it turns out that one of these tiles can open to, so, so they could clean it, I guess, and so forth. And he climbed until he found his way to get up. And then, like, 20 minutes later or whatever, he was forced to take it down. Unfortunately, that, wow. that is Bechiel the road as well. All right, Mayor Weingarten, uh, take us back 51 years. How do we begin this segment of the sounds of 1967? So we're going to begin with the aforementioned Yossi Ronen, who was embedded with the troops. And he recorded everything on his tape recorder that he was carrying with him. But that was not being broadcast live back to the studio because there was no such technology. So after it's all finished, he runs around looking for a phone. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> while, while Pay phone. <laughs> yeah, for any phone, right. right? The Arabs all left. They, they ran away. And he finally finds a pay phone in a hotel, and he runs into the lobby, says, I need to use the phone. The Arabs were so scared of anything that was moving, of Israeli, and they let him use the phone. And he calls into Galitzal, gets on live saying, this list, you got to hear, you're not going to believe this is what happened. And then he puts through the recording of what happened. So we're going to play first the uh, clips of him describing in his excitement uh, what happened as he calls in. To, maybe we'll just play it straight through. Or should I? Uh... Yeah, whatever you wish. You may, you may interrupt or you may play it straight through. It's the... Okay, so so, in this first clip, um, he tells tells what's happening, and uh, and there's still shooting going on and so forth. So here's clip number one. (laughs) 
אלוף בורלב והרב הראשי לצה"ל, האלוף גורן, שנסע בידו ספר תורה ושופר. הם צעדו ממש כאילו מסביב לא יורים בכלל. אנחנו הלכנו אחריהם שפופים לאורך הגדרות, לאורך הגאיות והסמטאות שבתוך, הכותל, שבתוך העיר העתיקה. התקדמנו, הצנחנים שהיו איתנו מדי פעם לפעם ירו משום שעדיין נמשכו הקרבות. He was walking behind Rav Goren, Chaim Bar-Lev, and Uzi Narkis. And now, in this second clip, he describes what Rav Goren was like. He says, Rav Goren was marching amidst of the soldiers. In the middle of the battle, there were bullets flying all around him, but it was as if he was, there was no war around him, as if he was on another planet, not on planet Earth. And um, he had Hitrom Emutuach. That's really what he had. Here's his explaining it. התקדמנו תוך כדי הקרבות, והרב גורן הלך באמצע עם ספר התורה ועם השופר, כאילו היריות שמסביב בכלל לא נוגעות אליו. הוא בכלל לא היה שייך ל- 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 לעולם הזה, הוא נמצא כאילו בספירה אחרת בכלל. כולם, היית, הייתם צריכים לראות איך חיילים הולכים ובכלל לא מרגישים שהולכים תוך כדי קרב. התקדמנו דרך סמטאות העיר העתיקה, כשאנחנו מתארים בית אחרי בית, אנחנו כמובן בעקבות הצנחנים שהתקדמו מבית לבית. They were going through the uh, house to house because they were given orders not to, uh, not to bomb uh, shell in order not to destroy any uh, historic areas. Ah. And now he reaches, uh, he explains that he reaches the mosque of, uh, what he calls the mosque of Omar or the, uh, the Kipata Sela, the Dome of the Rock. And then he arrives to the Kotel and he sees Rav Goren with the shofar and he's surrounded by the paratroopers and he's, he's astonished how... The paratroopers are crying and they're leaning their heads against the wall and they couldn't say a word. And now he describes how Rav Goren uh, made an azkara, a memorial prayer for the soldiers who fell. And lastly, he says, they started davening Mincha, with <laughs> Rav Goren leading the way.
And now he says, now I'm going to play for you. Now we're going back right. to the beginning of the, uh, of the story, and I'm going to play for you the recordings that, uh, that I made. And it starts with uh, Motagur, who's the commander of this uh, division, battalion. He is uh, sitting on top of uh, Har- sort of between Harazetim and Harazofim, and he's looking out. There's an iconic picture of this. He's surrounded by his soldiers. He's looking out over Harabayit. And by the way, by now he can see that there's no one there. Right. They ran away. It's empty. That's, that is, we talk about the miracles of the day, the, the liberation of Yushalayim, the unification of Yushalayim, a dream which he says, a dream of 2,000 years of all the generations, and we are today going to fulfill that dream. But besides that m- miracle, the whole war, we have to remember, was a miracle of biblical proportions that was won on the first day in the first 40 minutes of the war when Israel took a crazy gamble. And we won't get into the whole discussion now of how, but a million things had to happen in order for it to succeed, and they happened. And they bombarded the entire Egyptian Air Force, leaving only about 10% of the Israeli Air Force to protect Israel if they would be attacked by some other country. And that succeeded. And the minute that succeeded, the Arab now now think about all the stories that you learned in Tanakh about war. The Arabs were so scared. They were so astounded by what happened that they ran away. And God came and made a miracle, and all the enemies ran away when they saw the hand of God. This is what it would say in the, in the, right. in the Navi. When they saw the hand of God is with the Jewish people, they all turned around and ran away, and the Jews who Unbelievable. So here is Motagur giving the uh, this uh, l- little historic idea before the uh, the attack, and he says, uh, "Now we're going to go." F- at the end, he says, "Lanua, lanua, likratashar, move forward <coughs> towards Shar Ariot, which is where they came in, and that at the end we're going to have the final mizdar, um, you know, the military uh, lineup. We're going to have it." He doesn't say on Harabayit, but I'm assuming that's what he meant. Okay, and now um, we're entering the Lion's Gate. This is the only time in the his entire history of Yerushalayim that it was that an army captured it from the east rather than from the north, and uh, it was through the Lion's Gate, and the Lion's Gate somehow is closest to Har Habayit. It, it literally, it, if you walk into the gate, Har Habayit is on your left. So when they walked in and made the left, they were, they were there already. And um, this is the only time in history that that happened, of all the conquests of Yerushalayim. 
And here they are entering the Lion's Gate. There's an Arab bus burning inside the gate. They talk about that. The heat is big. You hear the banging of the tank again, or the command of, or the um, command car, whatever, banging against the gate till it's open, and then the soldiers uh, go in. you hear the shooting still going on unbelievable as he's talking and and running and now we have Rav Gorin as they're running he is embedded with the troops And he is holding the shofar, and he's holding the Sefer Torah, and he's call, crying out with psukim to encourage the soldiers, B'Shem Hashem, Now, in his archives, he describes, in a letter where somebody said that he just got on, on a car and drove in, right. and he says, That's not what me, happened. That's not what happened. And here, here's what he writes. <laughs> I didn't get to Harabait on a, on a car. And not on any other vehicle. I, 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 I barely had any energy left. Can you imagine this? He's saying at that point, when he was running, and, and don't forget all the things that happened afterwards, he was just running on, on fumes, like on, on adrenaline. For three nights and three days he hadn't slept. Rockefeller, which is where they were camped out that night. He ran with the troops. We were under attack of firing and shelling. It wasn't that many, but there was. From inside Shofar. I started blowing the shofar, and daven out loud, Wow. Like we are halachically obligated to do at the time of war. Wow. When I reached the center part of Harabayit, I read the 24th Psalm, who merits to go up to the mountain of God, Har Hashem. That's where, exactly where he was. Takati bashofar, tkiyah shvarim truat kiyah. Bekaratit haminshar, he had written a, uh, a letter, uh, a, a statement from the chief rabbinate, chief rabbi of, of the army. He read this Bekol Ram. Um, and hechrasti al kolamikomot, that all the um, holy places are now open to uh, to all. So I'm I'm reading this because you're going to hear now him s- saying these psukim and getting the soldiers riled up, and and he's saying that's what the halacha is. Can you imagine? When was the last time that halacha was fulfilled? <laughs> 
You'd have to go back a while, huh? <laughs> just just the one historic perspective yeah. of how great this day is. He encourages them, say amen, amen. And now, um, and now Motagur says, uh, the three words that that Jews have been waiting for for uh, two thousand years. Talmid is the code name of the unit, and they're saying Tachanot Talmid, all the the groups of Talmid, Chadal, stop shooting, stop firing. They realized by that point that the, wow. the, the fighting was over. Now, Rav Gorin had prepared this statement. It's just, uh, I don't know that I could read it through without, you know, totally crying. So he's basically saying the, the heroes of Israel, the Chayalei Tzvah Haganah Israel, the soldiers of the IDF, have today redeemed and liberated Harabayit and the Iratikah, the Kotel Amaravi, and he talks about the the oath that we took and kept for generations in Yerushalayim, and and we didn't forget you, Yerushalayim, and who can't be thrilled and happy and so forth. And then he says, and to the nations of the world, we we are declaring that we will take care with proper uh, um, kavod respect with proper respect all the um, the places that are holy to uh, all the different religions <laughs>
לזכות הגדולה ביותר של כל עם ישראל, שחררתם את בית המקדש ואת הכותל המערבי. יישר כוחך. וואו. Where would we be when it comes to remembering 1967 without his words? Without, uh, how, yeah. Where would we be? How would we understand how significant the day it is the way we do without right. Rav Goren? That's right. It's, and without this recording. It's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Here is Rav Goren with the soldiers at the Kotel. Just arrived a few minutes uh, before they went through Harabayit. They come to the Kotel. They say the Sheikh Yanu and... Um, then there's Azkara and Tkiyat Shofar. Now we'll do it in, in uh, that order. We'll try at least. <laughs> that is the bracha that we make on Tisha B'Av at the end of the Nachem Tefillah, Baruch Menachem Tzion Uvnei Yerushalayim. Right. And that's what he was saying. And now they sang the Hatikva. We have time? Yeah, we have time, right? Yeah, let's go for it. Of Gorin, this is the last segment, makes the Kelmale Rachamim for the soldiers that were killed along this battle the day before at Givat HaTachmoshet. Many soldiers were lost their lives. And in this coming down from Harat Sofim and all the battles that took place, there were soldiers killed. And, uh, and, and the euphoria of the Tzanchanim, of the soldiers that are standing now in Harabayid and at the Kotel, is mixed somewhat with the sadness of having lost some of their comrades in arms, and you hear them crying throughout his azkara, and then he has the tkiyat hashofar. And at the end of David Friedman's um, video that you posted about the mu- moving the embassy, he says that every year at the Seder we say l'shana habab yushalayim, and this year we can say l'shana hazot yushalayim. And 51 years ago, that was Rav Goren's thought as well. ומעלות קדושים, גיבורים וטהורים, 
כזוהר העקיה מאירים ומזהירים, לנשמות חיילי צבא ההגנה לישראל שנפלו במערכה הזאת נגד אויבי ישראל ושנפלו על קדושת השם העם והארץ בשחרור בית המקדש, הר הבית, הכותל המערבי וירושלים, עיר האלוהים. בגני דנתי מנוחתם, לכן בעל הרחמים, יזכירן בסתר כנפיו לעולמים, ויצרור בצרור החיים את נשמתם. אדוני ונפתם, וינוחו בשלום ומשכבם, ולעמדו לגורלם לפייס הימין, ונאמר אמן! לשנה הזאת בירושלים הבנויה, בירושלים העתיקה
On this Yom Yerushalayim, 51 years later, Matis Weingast, Nachum Siegel, Mayor Weingarten. Uh, Matis, uh, we're actually in overtime, believe it or not, now with JM Sunday. That's great. You know, it's just a, a heartfelt presentation that uh, that you guys uh, did, and uh, and it's just so meaningful, even from a, a distance. By the way, deal what's there in Jerusalem right now. By the way, I want to and we thank you for that. I want to share with both of you something. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to either of you. Uh, l- last Yom Yerushalayim, last Yom Yerushalayim, I was, um, I was, I had the privilege of introducing Rav Goren's son at the Mizrahi event, and that was, and he's a very interesting guy yes. to say the least. the The historical significance of his father's life is not lost on him, even though he's somewhat different than his father. But it's he's not, a lawyer. He's a lawyer, and he's not really, you know, in what in <laughs> in what his father's he he's not really cut from the same religious cloth as his father. Let's put it that way. But it was very it was fascinating and hearing him speak about his father and knowing, especially as time goes on and goes on and goes on, how significant he is in Jewish history was really heartwarming. Right. So that That's, was something that is amazing. I, I wanted to, if I have a minute, to sure. point out something about the 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 idea of sovereignty uh, over the Temple Mount and and you know what we look at and the idea of going up there to Davin as you've been talking about. You know, when you think about it historically, uh, after the destruction of the Beis we didn't have any sovereignty over there. But uh, the Christians that came and, and other groups that came there, they had no use for the Temple Mount. If you look at history, the Temple Mount was, was a garbage dump, literally, uh, until, the, uh, until the Muslims came, which wasn't until about 600 years later or so. And then they uh, had religious significance to it. Uh, but the idea of sovereignty, when, when you have Rabbi Gorin and, and everyone who got there, they didn't build anything in, in 67. They reclaimed a certain level of sovereignty over that area that we had lost for thousands of years. Right. And the importance of that we can see today. Again, historians will tell debate about why we didn't take over the Temple Mount at that time, and that's not for now. Um, but when, when you have people who are taking over a place, and you look at what happens today, the fight to get up to be able to daven and pray on the Temple Mount by Jews, every time something happens, the Muslim world goes crazy as if, you know, we're going to destroy everything. Why, why are they doing that? Because they know it's important to maintain sovereignty over the literal area. And they know the holiness to Jews. Yeah, they want to prevent that act of sovereignty, exactly. that act of... Uh, and, and you go back to um, the 1920s when the, it is a famous, I'm sure you've all seen it, uh, the pamphlet that was given out 
when people would visit the Temple Mount, it says in there, literally, and I'm quoting was, from this. This was given out by the Muslim authority. It was given out by the Supreme Muslim Council. And when it talks about the Harabayat, that we know the Harabayat, it says its identity with the site of Solomon's Temple is beyond dispute. And then they quote from Shmuel, that quoting, this is the place where David built here an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. Around 1950, uh, that, that sentence was... Uh, was chopped out of there. It's, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, but when we think about what we're going to do, and, and by the way, I tie this into my invitation to you for next year. If we're not in, even if we're in Jerusalem, we should have the show together. Uh, next year, it's also on a Sunday, so I invite you back. Thank It'll you. be very interesting to see how we look back on this historical day and tomorrow's historical day and see what may have changed over time and see. Maybe they'll be a shul on Harabayat. Who knows? <laughs> but it it's, is extremely it, important to, you know, boots on the ground that people have to understand that historical aspect of why it's important to have that sovereignty. No question about it. I got to thank Matis on behalf of Mayor and all the listeners. We thank you, Matis, for opening, opening this show up today. The Yom Yerushalayim special. We say Chag Sameach to everybody on 51 years. Mayor, I thank you. And Matis thanks you as well, of course. And I thank you. For the incredible addition that your uh, your words have during our Yom Yerushalayim day, our Yom Yerushalayim special. I remind everybody in this audience that tomorrow is another special day. It's Israel 70 on the secular calendar. It's Embassy Day, a historic day to say the least. We'll partner with our friends at Atarat Kaunim and bring you five hours of programming between 6 and 11 a.m. Uh, Mayor Weingarten's Israel show will return not next week when it's Shavuos, but the following week in its usual time slot, 9 a.m. Eastern time, right after J.M. in the a.m. So to everybody, we say Chag Sameach. Um, thank you to everybody who tuned in. Thank you to everybody who commented. Uh, listener Monica and Alon Shavut just commented that she was tuned into the program and inspired. And to everybody around the world, we greatly appreciate and it. thank you to Nachum Siegel, who makes this happen, without whom all this wouldn't be de- disseminated to the world. People, this would all be forgotten. I thank you for that. Matis, do you want to wrap things up officially on this JM Sunday? Thank you, guys. Uh, don't forget that great programming continues on the network all day long. There are some encore presentations. This show will encore at midnight. And uh, Nachum, you'll be back, as you said, tomorrow morning, bright and early. 6 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network with JM and the AM.